You're listening to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast with me, Alexia Leachman. Let me help you to take the fear out of pregnancy, birth and beyond with a mix of real life stories and experts sharing their wisdom. I'll also be sharing psychology insights to help you to cultivate a fearless mindset. Be inspired and be empowered with Fear Free Childbirth. And now it's time for the show. Hello and welcome back to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. My name is Alexi Leachman. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, I've got another turnaround story for you. Today, Jessica is going to be joining me. And Jessica was once incredibly fearful around birth and pregnancy. But she conquered her fears and was able to have a positive birth experience. But that is not it. As a result of her positive birth experience and enjoying the process so much, she decided she wanted to change careers. And so then she decided she wanted to retrain as a midwife. Isn't that a turnaround? So that is the interview that I want to be sharing with you today. But first, I'd like to share a little story with you about what can happen when you leave some of your birth or pregnancy fears unchecked. Now, before I share this story with you, I just want to talk a little bit about the fears that I usually come across with women who are facing uh, pregnancy and birth, or maybe struggling with tocophobia. And I think there is an assumption that many people make that the fears that they're wrestling with, or the fears that maybe other women are wrestling with when they're um, saying that they're scared about pregnancy or birth, is that these fears will be related to pregnancy or birth. So for example, um, a fear of tearing or a fear of uh, the pain. Now, of course, those two fears do show up, but they are not the fears that I come across time and time again. And to be honest, those fears are a symptom of a much deeper conflict and a deeper fear that's going on. So when I'm working with women, I'm coming, I'm working with many, many, many different fears. And it's very rarely something that's directly related to pregnancy and birth. So what are some of these fears that I'm working with? Well, the one that is on all the lists that I work with, and that is the fear of losing control. Now, another one is a fear of being trapped or having no choice. Then there's also, you know, thinking about choices, it's making the wrong choice or making the wrong decision. And then there's also this sense of feeling weak or vulnerable and how that may look, you know, your fear of judgment on how you're going to be perceived if you look weak, if you uh, don't remain in control of your emotions, say, and how that will make you look, whether or not you are going to be able to cope if you lose control of your emotions. And so a fear of not being able to cope, you know, a fear of being weak. And when you look at all these fears, they are fears that everyone suffers with. Everyone has got these fears going on to some degree. Guys too, you know, these aren't fears that are only for the women that are pregnant and facing birth. Now let's just take a fear of losing control, for example. Now this is a fear that we suffer with in so many aspects of our lives. And let's say you're you're a mum and you have kids and they're leaving their mess everywhere, they're leaving their toys everywhere and you are losing control of the lounge or the downstairs area or the kitchen is utter chaos. You know, this when it feels like it's out of control and suddenly you don't know where anything is, you feel disorganized, you feel chaotic, and it, it can act as a trigger that can start unraveling and bringing other 
triggers and stresses to the surface. But this fear of losing control could show up at work. So let's say you have people that work for you, you have a team or you manage projects. And so maybe you really don't want to lose control of the situation at work, what's going on. And this fear, when if it's too strong, let's say, might lead to people being micromanagers at work or really um, being very detail-oriented because they really want to make sure that all the T's are checked and all the I's are dotted. Um, But also when you think about this fear of losing control, that is also going to be showing up with maybe when you start gaining weight. So you, you no longer have control of your body, for example. And so you feel that maybe whatever you try isn't working. And so this loss of control and not being in control can really show up in many facets of our lives. So this is to say that if you are on the pregnancy and birth journey and you are facing a fear like this, that if you do take the time to heal this fear, to get rid of the fear, then you will probably have some very surprising results in other aspects of your life. Because the fears that we wrestle with are very they don't work in silos. They don't, they're not concerned with boundaries. They don't just sit in one place in our lives. They, once we have a fear, it shows up everywhere. It just manifests differently. It will show up differently. And so I want you to really give this some thought because maybe you are have some fears and you're thinking, well, it's okay. I'm just going to kind of ignore them. I'm just going to, you know, um, put them, just try and not think about them and then then everything will be okay. And that might well be the case. But consider for a moment how else these very same fears could be showing up for you. So let me just share with you the story that that really brought all this on for me. I was interviewed on a radio show early this week and the presenter was asking me about my story and asked me to share what that experience was like of me realising that I had tocophobia. And so the moment that she really wanted me to talk about was the moment that I saw the pregnancy test and how I felt in that moment. And so I described that to her. I described the pure terror that came over me in that moment. And she looked at me and she said, that's exactly what I felt. And I didn't realise that this had a name. I didn't realise what this was. And as a result of her experience of seeing the pregnancy test, she, like me, lost her baby a few weeks later at around seven or eight weeks. And after that experience, she never, ever wanted to get pregnant again. She did not want to repeat that at all. And here she is today in her late 60s, having had no kids. And the one thing that she realised, the moment that she realised that this was this was a fear and this had a name, was that she realised that this had been showing up in so many other aspects of her life and she didn't realise. And she didn't realise because she didn't realise that tocophobia was a thing. She, she never was able to kind of name it and put a finger on it. But once we had the conversation and she could name it and she realised what this was, it was a fear of birth, then she immediately recognised how this fear had been showing up in her life. And so she works in transformation, she works in coaching and helping people to in the personal development industry. And so she works for herself and she realised that this fear of birth was preventing her, has prevented her her whole life from birthing anything significant in her business. That part of her that gets activated with creation and birthing and new 
just hadn't been activated. It had been squashed. It had been hidden. The fear had kept it locked away. And now she's now worked on that. And her life, she said, she's messaging me regularly, like every few days going, oh my goodness, I'm just, things are just unraveling so fast and I'm changing. I'm looking at the world differently. My world has changed ever since I've released this fear. And I'm now seeing new possibilities in my life. Now, the thing about tocophobia and many phobias is that they have their root in trauma. And what was interesting about her story is when I mentioned that the root of this, the likely reason why she's suffering from this, is because she's experienced a trauma that has not been healed. And I said, well, it's usually your the trauma around your own birth experience. And immediately she's like, oh my goodness, I was born with a cord wrapped around my neck. It was wrapped around my neck three times and they didn't know if I was going to make it. So immediately she had the answer why, you know, the connection between this event that happened to her, even though she can't remember it because she was at the beginning of life, and how this event has had this repercussion throughout the whole of her life in the way that it had. And so um, it's this is just, I just wanted to share this with you to show what can happen when you do have these fears that are left unchecked. And that's not to put the blame anyway. You know, sometimes we just don't know that that's what's going on beneath the surface. We just see the symptoms. We don't understand. We don't understand why it is that we're behaving in the way that we are. And there's just, it doesn't make any sense to us as it didn't make sense to this lady. It just made no sense. And she was unable to draw the link between the blocks that she was experiencing around her business and the unresolved trauma that she experienced when she was born. So I just want to leave that with you so that you can maybe give some thought to what might be going on in your life that may have its roots in your own birth experience, where that could be showing up for you. Perhaps that might not be an easy line of inquiry to pursue. And maybe the easier way would be to take a look at where you are blocking in your life, where you are sabotaging, where you do have struggles and just give some thought as to what is the pattern that's going on with that struggle. And is there a link to maybe your own birth experience, to maybe some fears that you face that are linked to the birth process, the creation process, the bringing to life process? And be creative with your thinking. Step outside of the box a little bit because it might bring some incredible insights for you. Okay, so now I want to go back to the interview for this week. Now, in a moment, we're just going to dive into my chat with Jessica. But before I do, a quick reminder for those of you who are birth professionals, maybe you're a midwife or a doula or a childbirth educator, maybe a hypnobirthing practitioner. If you are and you would like to add my fear clearance method to your toolbox and your ways of working with families, then just a heads up that enrolment is now open for my fearless birthing professional training. Now, this training is like nothing else that you will have trained in because an important part of this training is to do your own inner work and healing. And that means we're going to be digging deep into your own fears and anxieties. I don't want anybody to be using my fear clearance method or head trash clearance as it's known, unless you've cleared a lot of your own head trash, because that enables you to have the insights to be able to support somebody else on that process. And so if you're looking for a combination of training and huge personal development, then this could be the training for you. So we kick off 
next month. So there is still time to enroll on the training. Okay, now to today's interview. Now, today I'm going to be chatting to Jessica, who made the incredible turnaround from being fearful about her birth to being completely inspired as a result of her positive birth experience to want to retrain as a midwife. So here is that story. Enjoy. Welcome, Jessica, to the podcast. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Now, we're going to be talking about your, well, it's a bit of a journey, actually, the journey that you've been on from fearful to now studying to be a midwife. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a little bit crazy. If, if, if you told me this is where I'd be 10 years ago, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning of this journey then. So just tell us a little bit about you so we got to know a little bit about Jessica before we dive into this, this incredible journey that you've been on. Um, yeah, so my first degree was graphic design and I have been doing that for about 12 years now um, and really loved that. Yeah, I'm married uh, to a doctor. I have two lovely children um, and, a, and a Labrador. <laughs> so take us back to the beginning of this journey then where you were fearful of pregnancy. of birth. And so when did this all start for you? What was the beginning of that like? My husband and I decided we wanted to try for a baby and um uh, yeah, after about a year and a half of trying, we realised that nothing was happening. And so we decided to approach a fertility clinic. And that was something that I was really quite scared about. I'd never really liked going to the doctor despite being married to one. I yeah, never liked healthcare, medical stuff. Yeah, it's been since shivers down my spine. I've been like, you know, biology listening to how the body works and I would feel ill and like that sort of like nervous icky don't like yeah blood gore yeah yeah all that sort of stuff (laughs) just could not stand so the thought of going to a fertility specialist was really scary to me but I also wanted that baby and so I just pushed through that and squashed that fear um, and didn't really deal with it and just went along and did kind of the instructions that I was told take these needles and and I would just close my eyes and pretend I was somewhere else and sing a song and (laughs) eventually uh, we did get pregnant um, which was very exciting and yeah was excited for you know about a week Uh, (laughs) and then um, uh, got hit with the reality of it got bad morning sickness and then yeah, realised that I actually had to birth this baby. <laughs> I think, uh, uh, like many people, had this fear from media and people of this narrative that birth was something to really fear and it was painful and I thought that I didn't have a high pain tolerance. I thought, oh, this is going to be really bad. I don't know how I'm going to manage this. I was also fearful of things like epidurals, like... <laughs> That kind of freaked me out more than the baby, actually. Like there's a needle hanging out of your back, kind of just, yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't do that. Can't do needles, can't do big needles. Yeah, big needles, yeah. So, yeah, I was I was really quite, yeah, scared about the whole birth and, and all the medical intervention that, you know, comes along with that. First trimester, your fears kind of hit you a little bit like a truck, it sounds like. You're like, yay, fertility, I'm pregnant. Oh, my God, no, now I've got to like the reality of pregnancy. So how did you navigate that first trimester? I thought 
I, I would talk to my doctor and, you know, you have those little tiny se- sessions of like, you know, 10-minute appointments and there was really no time to have a, a good discussion about, you know, where I should start in this fear and so I was really left to navigate it alone and um, so I took to the internet like most people, yeah, these days do and, yeah, I started researching, you know, different fears and things like that and I think that's how I came across um, your podcast Alexia because uh, fear-free childbirth I think I just keywords in Google and then this popped up and I was like oh this is this is the sort of information that I'm looking for this is like I don't want to be scared of this I don't you know want to buy into that narrative that I you know should be fearful and it was the first time I'd heard that like other side of the story that you know maybe we can work past being scared of childbirth definitely listen to a lot of your episodes um and I also um uh listened um to other women's stories you know if I had a lot of you know traumatic birth stories told to me but I also sought out some people that maybe a little bit quieter and um you know oh yeah I had a good birth and you know oh how did you do that and you know those sorts of things so yeah that, that was the start of it um I also uh, read the positive birth book by Millie Hill which mm. um was yeah really great and I had little snippets of all oh, this is how different women reacted to different scenarios and drugs and things and and it was all like in a positive um, mindset and I thought that was a really good place to, to start mm-hmm education really helped as well like learning about the mechanics of childbirth really um, helped me to yeah get rid of some of that fear like I think most of it was the fear of the unknown um, as well like knowing how the body was equipped to handle childbirth and how it was quite you know a natural scenario it didn't have to be medicalized and I thought yeah that was something I really gravitated towards the the natural side Mm. Um, I also had a friend um, who was a yoga instructor and she um, offered to do some breath work with me to um, really get that those nerves under control Um, and that really helped too and um, even to this day like if I'm getting nervous about something you know I do different breathing uh, exercises to try and yeah calm my nervous system yeah, those are probably the the main yeah things that I did to try and get that. All the education, I suppose, all the learning that you did by podcasts and the books and, and all of that. Did that kind of was that the thing that really moved the needle the most for you? Once you were informed, did you think, oh, actually, this is okay now? I understand what's going on. Totally doable. Or did you still have some underlying kind of like, oh, okay, I know it's all know how it works. But I'm still a bit oh, about this. Like, where where did where did you get to? I was still definitely nervous about it, but I think the edge of the fear had been taken off. I'm also a Christian, so I did a lot of praying and, um, you know, trying to, to give my fear to God, as, as we like to say. I found that faith helped a lot too. I also had uh, a shortened cervix, and so I was caught my fear got kind of tangled around that which is like when it's a possibility of early labor because your cervix is kind of shortening and getting ready to give birth and so 
I think I also took the fear that I had from childbirth and put it on that, Mm. was more focusing on keeping this baby in until we passed those significant milestones. Yeah, when I got to about 37 weeks, I really like relaxed because I was like, I'm at term. (laughs) And I think relaxing because, you know, I'd reached term translated to also it's okay to give birth now. And so... I, yeah, I don't know if that helped <laughs> in a weird way to ease my fear of childbirth because I was like, oh, it's okay now. Like the baby will be safe if it's born now. I have no definite solution on what one thing helped. I think it was a combination mm. of of, yeah. of all of them. So when you reached home, so then you, you felt yourself relaxing a lot more. So then how did the birth unfold? Um, well, I actually went for a massage that morning. I just had it booked in and I had I had woken up with a little bit of a niggle but you know first baby I thought oh I'll be a while Um, I'll go to this massage and you know enjoy that since I've got it booked in and then I came home and I was like oh I still got these like you know little like early period pain sort of start of maybe labor and so I was like oh I'll do something like um that I really like I like I love baking. So I was like, oh, I'll make some lactation cookies so that, you know, when, you know, baby comes, I'll have those things to munch on. So I'm like making these things and then I'm like, oh, (laughs) 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 making these cookies. And I'm like, oh, I think this might actually be labor. I was like, oh, these things can take a while. And so made dinner and, you know, I'm doing all these things. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is getting a bit much. And um, I had um, bought a TENS machine because um, I'd heard a midwife rave about it and she said, no one ever listens to me about TENS machines being awesome, but they're awesome, you should buy one. I was like, noted. (laughs) (laughs) I got my husband to put that on to kind of like just test it out to see if I'd like it. And I put it on and it was amazing. It felt like a waterfall on my back. And, you know, I just put that on and then I thought, oh, I'll just try and sleep. So we all went to bed. I couldn't sleep. I don't know if it was excitement or the uncomfortableness. I couldn't sleep. My husband fell asleep. Um, And I was like, oh, just leave him. So I got up and had my TENS machine on and I'm I'm bouncing on one of those like exercise balls and getting a bit intense. And I was like, oh, maybe I should, (laughs) maybe I should like wake my husband. And at this point in time, it's like maybe 2 a.m. in the morning. And I wake him up and say oh I think it might be happening feel free to sleep if you want I'm just going to do my thing Um, and I think maybe my noises were giving away other things he's like oh maybe we should just call the hospital and you know tell them that we might be coming in later and I was like okay so he called and they're like oh you know don't come in until you know you've got your contractions a certain time apart and I was like cool got it you know follow these instructions don't really want to be in the hospital longer than I need to be I went to the bathroom and I had my show and I was like oh okay cool and then I had um like I think it was within 15 minutes I had um three contractions and they were like really strong and my husband like calls them back it's like we're coming in and they're like oh are you sure 
and we live five minutes from the hospital. He's like, yeah, we're coming in. I was like, they said not to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, being like anyway. a proper doctor, like being like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he didn't really love it, obstetrics. So, like, he, this is out of I think he was more husband-like. Okay. <laughs> like, husband hat here. But, yeah, so he went to the, the hospital um, and, like, they had a hallway and I was, like, walking down this hallway and, like I had to stop three times and the midwife came out to greet us and was like looking at me like, oh, she's not coping very well here or something. <laughs> and we get into the room and they check me and like do a vaginal exam and they said, oh, you're, you're 10 centimetres, time to push. I was like, what now? <laughs> so I'm like, what is happening here? The midwife I had was lovely, but she had a very thick, Russian accent and she was rushing around getting things ready and she brings me the gas which I requested because I was like oh you know I need something else to take this this edge off and um, she's rushing around doing setting stuff up and I'm trying to breathe in this gas machine contraption that I've never seen before and I'm doing my breath work that my um, yoga friend has taught me and I'm not using it correctly (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> and my, my husband waits until a contraction has stopped to tell me this, which is very considerate of him. And he's like, oh, you're not quite doing it right. For your next one, why don't you breathe like this? And I was like, okay, got it. And I go to take my, a breath into it to actually inhale some of these drugs. <laughs> and the midwife comes over. She's like, no, it's time to push. And she takes it away from me. Oh, no. <laughs> so I didn't actually really get any of that gas. And, yeah, so I, you know, push, I think it was about um, 40 minutes that I push for and then have a baby. And I remember saying um, to my husband, she's real. Like, I just couldn't believe that she was real. Um, And, you know, brought her to my chest and it was, like, the most amazing experience I ever had. And I felt... um, so strong and empowered by that experience and I had such a good hormone rush like it was amazing like I've never done hard drugs but I imagine that's what hard drugs feel like it was so like (laughs) like I just from head to toe felt like on cloud nine and had my beautiful baby girl from that experience I wanted to talk about it I wanted to learn more about I wanted to hear other people's amazing experiences um, and so that's really where the, the sliding slope to midwifery happens <laughs> and so um, when you look back at the fears that you had and then after having given birth you know do, are you able to kind of see that maybe they weren't things to worry about I think now where I think about my fears is that fear is a natural part of the human condition and we can take that and you know be absorbed by it or we can just try to figure out how to overcome that fear and that's what I try to do to every fear that I have now Um, not just you know childbirth related ones is that I I think okay yes I'm scared of this acknowledge it and try to find a way that will make me less scared of the thing that I'm scared of. (laughs) And so has that journey that kind of overcoming your fear and then having an a birth that has kind of flooded you with that kind of empowering, that overwhelming feeling that you have. Does that has that really kind of 
spill down to other parts of your life there? Oh, for example, I would never have done a podcast interview before. (laughs) This would be my worst nightmare. And it still is a little bit nerve wracking, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, acknowledging the fear is a real big thing for me. Like, you know, going to university and and learning um, medical things, like I am a little bit fearful about that. Um, But I... I'm trying to turn it into a fascination like I I did with birth. Like I just finished um, a subject on anatomy and physiology and I feel like high school of me would have just been, oh, this is so gross. But I've, I've really flipped it into a, oh, this is really fascinating how the human body all fits together. I'm trying to turn it into it and it kind of like, my desire for knowledge now is overruling any sort of like squirmishness. So I'm hoping that um, follows <laughs> um, with my further studies as well. Yeah. So how far along the midwifery studying? Like, whereabouts are you on that journey now? That I'm really early on. Um, just finished my first semester, so I've only been doing it for six months. Okay. Um, so who knows what will happen? I might freak out, but. So far, I'm really loving it. I've got some great um, feedback from assessments from lecturers that have been really validating that this is a, a really valid career for me and that somewhere that I can thrive and I can help um, women to thrive as well. I think coming from someone who's been fearful, I think that will be like a really great way to emphasise emphasize with my um my clients and my patients and my women yeah I think a lot of women are scared of childbirth and I think that you know overcoming that will really yeah, help me to help them feel a similar way. Is that something that's talked about I mean I know you're early on on your studying journey but do they, do they talk about the fear of birth among women? Yeah definitely yeah it's definitely acknowledged the university that I go to they really believe childbirth is natural and um, they try to minimise the, the interventions and stuff and, and really focus on empowering women. And I think, um, yeah, one of the ways to do that is just listening to them and trying to alleviate any of fears that they have as well. So do you feel like you're on a bit of a mission or a bit of a calling since you kind of... <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like, you know, you've, you've parked your graphic design career, which you've done for 12 years, and now you've kind of pivoting yeah. in the direction of midwifery. It, it's it's all consumed me, this journey, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of women come to do this work because it does feel a little bit like a calling. When they've had that experience, they really want to help other women to have a similar experience because they realise what a big mountain it yeah. is to climb. Like, I've been on such a journey, and it is, like, it's such a journey to transform from a woman to a mother and it's yeah a short space of time really it's like the nine months of pregnancy and then you know your postpartum like three months ish that midwives get to go on that journey with women and it is like no one's the same from when they start like and it's such a big journey to transform into and it does make a difference your support network that you have on the way yeah when you think about your journey and how that's sort of almost altered your trajectory as a woman, did you have an inkling as to the potential this stage in your life could have, you know, like that, the impact of pregnancy and how it could 
pivot you down in a different direction or how it would change you as a person did you did you have an inkling of that beforehand or did it yeah after my daughter was born I just wanted to know more and it did start off listening to other women's stories and then it started off oh I'm gonna watch you know one born every minute and and then I'm gonna watch YouTube videos of women giving birth and go down the rabbit hole on Instagram and I just love seeing like women having that empowered moment and it was transforming um, to see them. Uh, Yeah, I started like listening to midwifery podcasts and being really fascinated um, from that other side as well. Thought, oh, that's really cool. But would I be able to do it? Like you've got two kids. I don't know if it's it's possible from, yeah, where my life is. Um, And then I was a bit scared of am I capable? Like I've have done a degree before, but it was, you know, an arts degree and this is a health degree. Like, am I smart enough to, you know, do this as well? I, I wasn't sure. Like I didn't really have any interest in science in um, high school. Like I was very arty. And so this is very different um, sort of thing for me. But yeah, I, I thought, well, you know, I could think about it oh wish I you know had done this or I could actually just do it if I fail at least I had a crack at least I tried I opened the door I think I was more afraid of not taking the chance last year unfortunately my mother passed away and I remember her saying a few things of that she wished she had done this and she wished she had done that and I thought if I go through life and have all these wishes and didn't act on them, well, then, you know, that would be quite sad to me. My, I remember hearing a similar thing from my mum about regrets. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to be somebody that regrets things she didn't do. I'd rather regret the things that I did do <laughs> than the ones yeah. that I didn't. And it sounds like there's a similar, a similar thing happened for you. Yeah, so she kind of inspired me to take that leap even though I wasn't sure Mm. if it was the right thing to do I thought oh I'm more scared of I guess not doing it yeah yeah and so do you think I mean you know before you were pregnant do you think could could you imagine that you would have done a career change were you getting a little bit bored of graphic design I mean was that like in the back of your mind or did this just completely catch you by surprise Yeah, totally by surprise. I loved graphic design. And it wasn't until I started to go back with the kids that I was like, oh, you know, I'm still doing it. I still enjoy it. But is this where I'm meant to be? I think when you have kids too, like your time becomes so much more valuable. Mm. You know, the time you spend away from your kids, you want it to be really meaningful. And I wasn't feeling that sense of purpose and meaningfulness from um, designing anymore Um, and I think I was trying to think about you know a path that was more impactful to other people and for sure I mean supporting women in that moment of birth which is for me when I think about birth it's a sacred moment that's just got such ripple effects across many people's lives you know the mother the father the the child, the immediate family. I mean, it's just, you know, if you can make that moment wonderful, just so much trickles out from that, you know, it's really kind of, you're going to help anybody, that's a really great place to focus your attention and to make it meaningful, I think. 
Yeah, the trickle down that birth has on like communities is amazing. Like if you have happy, help, healthy mothers, you'll have happy, healthy babies and you'll have happy, healthy families. And like, you know, that it does make a difference. I'm hoping that, you know, I can help, yeah, women and, you know, through the trickle down effect, everyone (laughs) in my community. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And I, I, we didn't talk about your second birth, but how did your second birth go? I mean, you know, as you came out of the first birth with a positive experience in your belt, did that, how did that set you up for your second pregnancy and your second birth? Were you like, yeah, I've got this. I'm going to just like rock it again. Or did, did you get a, you know, now like, oh my goodness, these new fears came in. I mean, where were you at with your headspace around? Well, it took a lot longer to get my son. Um, we had to do a lot of IVF cycles to get him. Um, and through the pandemic too, like cycles getting cancelled. And so I was very stressed out about getting him. So when we got pregnant, I was very relieved and very excited. And I think this time I was more, my fears more were focused on the well-being of the baby. I think I had overcome the fear of birth. I think But obviously, you know, you're not guaranteed if you have a good birth the first time that you don't have one the second. But I had done a lot of research by this point into birth and listened to lots of women's stories and I felt confident that, you know, even if something trickled down and and I had Caesar or something, which was my biggest fear, was a Caesar. Like I knew enough people that overcame that and I knew how they overcame that, that I was confident that I wouldn't be too fearful and I had plans for that as well like if I had a Caesar oh well then I would do this and this yeah and so I I felt comfortable enough that I had enough control over plan A and B and C and D and all those sorts of things yeah so I mean I I don't know how I would handle a Caesar in that scenario but watched Caesars too like I've (laughs) all sorts of birth I've watched now which is a little bit crazy um and yeah so I I think I could do it okay so I was not as fearful about that but I was a bit fearful about the baby's well-being and I did have um you know the fears of the shortened cervix again as well and so yeah, my my fears definitely and the focus was on, or oh, would this baby, you know, make it to term? So trying to have bed rest while you've got a toddler is near impossible. So I was just yeah. trying to relax as much as possible. I was uptight um, until yeah. I reached the the term um, milestone again, and then um, as I had my daughter at thirty seven weeks, that came and went, and I was like, oh. I might actually have to, my doctor asked me if we could discuss an induction at our next appointment. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> new fear unlocked. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Like I've been so worried about keeping this baby in that now my doctor's like saying, oh, let's talk about, you know, will we need to do an induction? <laughs> Luckily I never made it to that appointment. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I did go a little bit early again, but it was later than my my first um and it was amazing how I you know used all that information that I learned from my first birth and all the stuff I've learned 
from all the education that I've done since um, and that birth was even more amazing. Um, I really wanted to capture it too, so I actually hired a, a photographer who'd done some family portraits to come and capture the birth because I was like, oh, I really want to see um, these pictures because after time your brain gets a bit fuzzy, oh, how did this happen? Yeah. And, you know, it was such a great time for my first birth. I was like, oh, I really want to capture those gorgeous moment I had um yeah Amy take some pictures for me and um I was determined not to birth on my back this time whereas I had last time and I thought oh physiologically you know it's easier to birth well if you feel comfortable it's easier to birth you know on all fours or like standing or body is designed not to be on the back when you birth so I thought oh you know I'll do that and so Went in the hospital again, you know, after niggles and, uh, you know, tried to stay at home for as long as possible. And then my husband's like, okay, we need to go. <laughs> and I, yeah, got to the hospital and um, I had been diagnosed with GBS. So I had to be hooked up to uh, some antibiotics. And so I was on my back while that was getting um, done. And I was like, no, I need to get off my back so that the hour course had gone through um, so I had a little bit more time in hospital this time um, and the midwife said to me after she took out you know the the drip she said oh what would you like to do and I was like oh I think I might like to just have a little walk I took two steps and then my waters broke and then it was on within yeah 20 minutes I had a baby oh my um, <laughs> it was yeah <laughs> incredible I think I was like, yes, this needle's away from me now. Like, this drips <laughs> away. I can relax. Baby Brilliant. can come. So I, yeah, was on the bed, leaned over the bed. The midwife said, oh, the head's coming. And so I reached up and felt the head whilst, like, you know, the baby was, you know, coming out. Like, it's the most amazing thing to oh. feel hair when you, you like, reach there. <laughs> You're like, what the? Pulled him onto my chest. Oh, and definitely an amazing experience and, and I have those beautiful images as well yeah, God, images I wish I'd done uh, that uh, I would not have even thought about it for my first birth like I would have been like yeah, no same. way in the world um but yeah I just I loved it so much and yeah I had very good faith in my photographer that she wouldn't be taking any like <laughs> really unflattering ones but <laughs> do you kind of go back in your mind to those moments and feed off that that power that you felt in yourself does that do you yes. find yourself doing that I love reminiscing about them and I, I do want to acknowledge too that like was pretty lucky to you know be able to have those quick births because I don't know how I would have handled a birth that maybe went a little bit longer reflecting on that in when I was planning my second birth is like I had different plans for you know lengths of let's use my tens machine first and then if that didn't work I would move on to you know some other drugs and, and I did have down the bottom an epidural if I was really tired and it was a long labor like I had it on the plan as option which for my first birth I was like nah but get that yeah. away from me but I knew that in a certain scenario maybe that would be something that I would need and so like even just acknowledging that was me coming a long way I think having those those plans those different eventualities really helps to 
helps you to feel confident because you, you feel like you've mm. got you you've got everything covered so you can kind of almost relax into it knowing whichever way this goes I've got it covered and that really gives yep. you a sense of conf- confidence in in just okay well, well let's just see which way this goes fast and, and so some people are like oh well, when it's too fast it could be too much and it so did it feel like too much for you the fact that they were unfolding so fast or were you like this is great this is not at the time um no. I was scared I was scared of tearing and I did have in my birth plan like to to ease on the pushing phase like try and like breeze and and mm. stuff but sometimes you just can't help it like when I felt the need to push I was not breathing yeah. it out I I there's no way I could have <laughs> yeah. uh, and I did have a I did have a tear and it was sore um but you know you can't control everything and I think no. if I got a small tear then you know that's not too bad in the world of birth so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, brilliant, Jessica. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And now you're on the midwifery journey. I'm sure you'll be immersing yourself in many, many more birth stories. And I'm recording lots here for the podcast, so you've got lots more to hear. Oh, I can't wait to get back <laughs> into your podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. And it's just been great for you to share your story with everybody and hopefully inspire other women to, to, to undergo such a transformation themselves so they can have those births that just empower them, they can feed off in other aspects of their lives. Is there anything else you want to share with women who, you know, any parting words of wisdom, maybe with a little bit of a midwifery head on? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd, I mean, I'd love to go back to past me who's listening to the the podcast and, and quite scared and um, just like hold her hand and be like, you know, you can do it. You have the power within yourself. Educate yourself, make a plan. I mean, it's not easy for everyone, but I yeah I reckon if you've got a plan and you know you've overcome these fears that it's really possible to have a wonderful birth yeah brilliant well thank you so much Jessica for sharing your story I'm sure many women out there are going to be super appreciative oh wonderful thanks for having me on that's all right thank you You've been listening to the Fear Free Childbirth podcast with me, Alexia Leachman. Fear Free Childbirth is the online destination for women seeking to take the fear out of pregnancy, birth and beyond. With fear clearance meditations, self-healing products and courses, professional training and specialist programs for overcoming tocophobia. And if you've enjoyed this episode, then check out the Fear Free Childbirth Mama Ship. It's a bit like Netflix, where you can binge on a boatload more Fear Free Childbirth content to inspire you on the journey to motherhood and beyond. More interviews, more birth stories, more expert wisdom. Visit fearfreechildbirth.com to find out more.